Early day settlers brought with them the essentials of living on the high plains, serviceable clothing, tools, and equipment for producing a living off the land, a stash of non-perigible foodstuffs to see them through the hard times ahead, and a meager mess of household goods to outfit a house that often started out as a tent or a dugout or a wagon bed. They also brought a tiny bit of pretties, sometimes a piece of jewelry, a bit of lace, a musical instrument, some precious books or photos, or a bit of a living thing to bring some color, fragrance, and joy to the austere surroundings. Two flowering shrubs that were able to withstand the rough road to a land of extreme conditions were the lilac and the spirea, and descendants of these pioneer plants are still seen around aging farmsteads and older areas of towns. It's hard to choose a favorite from these two, as they both are fairly early bloomers, showering us with color just when we have reached a breaking point with winter doldrums. Once established, they both need little care beyond watering when it's dry and feeding if you live like I do in an alkaline area that turns most foliage yellow way before fall colors arrive. They do their best if you prune out the deadwood and remove spent blossoms, but they'll still perform for you if you neglect them. Lilacs have their heady fragrance that can't be duplicated by spirea, but when it comes to presentation, I have to give spirea highest marks. Although spirea is traditionally thought of as sporting white flowers, new varieties have presented many choices to our landscapes. Flower colors range from pink, red, yellow, and white, and bloom times have been expanded from spring to midsummer. Foliage of the new spireas can also add to your color palette, as some feature gold or red-tinged leaves. If you like to incorporate spirea into your gardening plants, it can be planted spring or fall. Just be sure to check the possible size of your shrub if you're doing a foundation or hedge planting. Though some newer varieties have been downsized, producing low-growing shrubs of one to two feet, the old standards can eventually turn into something bigger than you might be planning for. I'm talking about my favorite spirea, the old-timey bridal wreath, or Van Hootie varieties that reach heights of 8 to 10 feet, can grow 20 feet wide, and showcase trails of white blossoms against delicate green foliage. These are the spirea of old, grown in ancient Greece, where they were laced into garlands to wreath the heads of conquering heroes, or to signify that a child had survived a plethora of infant diseases and lived to the age of three, or most popularly, as toppers for brides and grooms who were starting their lives together. In China, the flexible branches were made into whips to be used on horse or sometimes human flesh. But I prefer to think of spirea banked against what I called grandmother houses in older sections of towns where front porches are flanked by spreading shade trees and banked with waterfalls of tiny white blossoms. There's something about the shady streets the quiet neighborhoods, and the cascades of white spirea that speaks to me not in a loud shout of color or texture, but in a quiet whisper, and it says, It's summertime.